Welcome to our podcast here at Hope United Church. To access the live stream of our services, along with other resources and information, please visit www.hopeunited.org.uk. Just to begin with tonight, there's a question that's been hovering when we have these uh, kind of pastoral interviews with yourself that we never get to, but I think it's important. It's one that's important that we, we look at um, and we don't get to because sometimes we get in a train of thought and it's, it's beneficial. We go down those roads when we go there, but really every month a lot of people give in to the missions in church. Um, and we're thankful for that. If you give into mission, we're thankful for that generosity and we're building that up. But really, it's just to, to, to look at that briefly and go, what, what is the, maybe what are we hopeful for in the future, whether it be overseas or whether it would be yeah. when it comes yeah. to missions? I, I think in the last two and a half, three years, when you're not, when you weren't allowed to go anywhere, it becomes difficult. <laughs> no, no, there was opportunities to partner with people. And we're very cautious about who we partner with and... Uh, We've had different opportunities, but uh, the, the, the door's not been quite open to where that we feel we're most benefit from. But you have to be ready when it does. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be ready for when it does. So, no, we're continuing to pray. Or, uh, maybe you could continue to pray for that. That <clears throat> no, Mission works no, is important, but the predominantly missionaries are born in the church. They're raised up mm -hmm. in the church and sent out from the church. We're very young mm -hmm. in, our, in our reformed uh, walk. So that, that, that mission, missionary mm -hmm. has not yet been found or raised up yet, but I, I'm, I'm under no illusion that they will be. Mm -hmm. And that, that would, they would be then sent out from here. Other stuff we're doing in mission, no, no. when people are giving into the mission, there's still stuff that we, we try and do, we try and support people. I know James went and done some stuff this week for people. Right. So there's always stuff, even though if we're no missions overseas, and we still do send stuff, uh, mm -hmm. as and when the need comes in, we send it overseas, but we're very cautious. Uh, we get email, we get an email every week. Yeah. Predominantly for Africa. No, I would say 95% of them are from Africa every week. Uh, and a lot of them, a lot of them, they're just, no, you, you're looking for more information. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're like, hi, I'm John, we love you. That's it. No, that is it. Mm -hmm. It's no, what can we get, it's that. And, or it's sometimes, uh, will you partner with us? We say, always send back, say, give some more information about your ministry. Let's pray about it. And predominantly they don't get back to us or they'll tell us they've got four orphans and some. Mm -hmm. We village somewhere. So there is a lot of that goes on. Uh, that's true. There is a lot of that stuff goes on. And it's in predominantly in mm -hmm. African regions. There were other opportunities we had to partner with some, a, a, a ministry in Kazakhstan. And we did for a wee period of time, but it never materialised. Uh, I, I feel, I, I don't know, I, I'm not the final say in this, but... See when you start to understand that people are just after your money and no after your support and your love and they're no after some help and guidance where you can help. And listen, they have got money needs. Mm -hmm. When we used to do, when we would be doing stuff in Burma and that door, no, we would be hoping to get back there. That would be one of your hearts to get back there. But you can't get near Burma and that's got nothing to do with vaccine status. You can't get near it regardless of vaccine status. Um, 
And that's something that we've got a heart for as well. So there was needs there. There is financial needs. But when that becomes the loudest voice, uh, it always makes us a bit more sceptical. Because so. we always had that talk of it would be great to build a church. Well, we offered. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this. We offered to build a church in Burma. And, and just outside Yangon. We, we kind of made that offer. I mean, Callum made an initial offer. And we were predominantly going to do it, and then we were going to bring the church in. And uh, the, the initial fee, they'd a plot of land, and the initial fee was £10,000. So you'd build a just a basic four walls, roof. No, basic. Uh, and then you would have added to it. It wasn't going to be that big, but uh, not big at all. But it was going to cost £10,000. So when we were there, we were... We went and seen the site and the plot of land to build. And our heart was to build the church, build the church. Not for us, but for them. And then we would give the support and the help. And you know, we would send people over to help them with that. Because uh, that's, that's what they showed us in the beginning. So then, about, I don't know, if it was about three or four days later, we get the drawings. Honestly. It was like a health centre. They sent us, you know. And uh, honestly, and it was like they, they'd... they'd seen her heart for doing it and then they've went let's I mean they'd shower wings they had I think the guy had a house built on it it was crazy a gymnasium like you don't even have a church at the moment you want a gymnasium and it was something going to cost some like over a quarter of a million pounds to build it and we were just like oh. uh, mm -hmm. I got an email yesterday just funny enough I've not even mentioned that I got an email yesterday and it was all the people that need an operation from a ministry. The mother-in-law needs an operation, they need an operation, they need an operation. I mean, people send that, I'll always pray, I think it's mm -hmm. right to pray for them, but, mm -hmm. but sometimes if some, you know, somebody needs an operation, no, can you send us, and it says we've raised like 3,000 pounds, we need 85,000 know, for this operation and that operation. So you'll always get that with mission, so you're, but we're prayerful. Yeah. So I don't have an answer, No. but please pray, so but it's a you're kind of put me on the spot there. There is, well, it's a hard to do that. And obviously, I think with many things, the Word of God equips us and, and, and gives us the heart for that as we come across it. I think so. And I think that's your experience which started to happen. That, that you end up with a quickening in your heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good. I think often what happens is, is you know, that's what we should do. So we just go and do it. And it doesn't start right. And you don't do it with the right heart. And it's if it doesn't begin right, it usually doesn't work out, you know. Mm -hmm. So... Better to be patient and prayerful and wait in the right opportunity than you're just... But uh, you shouldn't do nothing either. Mm -hmm. No, listen, uh, we should be missional as a church. No, but really the hearty mission is is that someone would be sent from the church. Yeah. No. Yeah. We've done partnership with stuff and it's... We've we done it with Compassion UK for years and we were very generous there. And, but no, the... the for me, I, I stepped away from that before the church did because I didn't agree with the ethos mm -hmm. of sending pastors all around the world in business class to get into a... To get into a sometimes it wasn't a business class. But they would send the pastors... They would all be free. They would send the pastors into communities to go and see the children, but they would never send the people. It was all about promotion, and, and I think that was horrible, and I... I remember having a word and speaking to some people. Because I'd been invited loads of times to go to Kenya and 
different places. And I'm like, well, why are you sending me? Mm. So he says, there was a woman in our church that sponsored four kids. Why are you not sent her? <laughs> no, but they would do that. And then uh, it was just, it was a waste. And then they would have big luncheons and all that. I get that sometimes, even in charity work and uh, these things, they still cost money. You still need staff. I'm not against that, that you need staff. But it's when that staff becomes, when it becomes about a title and a job and they're making a lot, a lot of money. Uh, Which I think is one of the things that's fueled that we, what we know is we, we want to forge something ourselves. I would rather, mm -hmm. I, I personally think that, apart from that, I don't go in with folk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd just be better, you know. But the, the thing that we forged at one point, no, I knew, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't even in the mission field. And I says to Callum, this isn't going to go well. This is not going to go well. This is a different spirit here. This mm -hmm. is... For me, the mission is about raising disciples, building churches, preaching the gospel within that community and raising that community to reach people. Uh -huh. It's not about keeping them small within the community so that you can keep going every year like a busman's holiday. And, uh, no. Me and Calum were in Yango and we, we were trying to get the people to open up and expand their mind so that they would get to, so mm -hmm. that they would be building the church and reaching people. No constantly looking for aid. Well, they just stay in the comfort of their own wee thing. And that often is what happens. So. You, you I'm no expert, though, no. honestly. You mentioned this morning about the kind of unhinged evangelist types as well. Yeah, so for some people, it's just escapism. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying for everybody, but there's some it's, it's, it's escapism, do you know what I mean? But for some people, no, it's, it's not. And uh, you, you first need to connect with the right people in the right place. You just pray for God to connect you with the right people. All you need is one right person with the right heart and the right spirit in that place. Mm, yeah. And if you can't find one, you need to send one. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that, isn't it? And, so, and, and the work is long and laborious. Mm -hmm. and, you know, you sometimes don't get any results for a long, long time. Wow. Uh, but I think it's good when people can then, if you're part of something as a church, and we're still at that young stage where we're still seeking God for that, where you're partnering with something as a church where it, it really catalysts the church, it's good for the church as well, mm -hmm. because it lets them see that what's, you know, that the mission field and yeah. you know, what's happening with, with your small world. Yeah, it's the Great Commission, isn't it? That's Preach right. The gospel Correct. To that Correct. But I'm no expert in that stuff. It's good that we get to talk about it. So please be praying for that church. Um, maybe add that into your weekly prayer points. Um, but moving on tonight, there's, there has this been... This is our mission field as well, though. Yes. We have to remember. No, UK is our mission field. Mm -hmm. Scotland's our mission field. Our communities are our mission field. Our, 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 our homes, our, our streets, mm -hmm. our, our workplaces. They're also our mission field. And being okay with if somebody thinks I'm a moron. Oh, well, they do think you're a moron. <laughs> Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, moving on tonight, there's um, recently started to see it, and it's not to get too much into political stuff, but there have been rumblings again about tests and COVID and all that kind of stuff. The USA is still not opened to the unvaxxed, even though the vaccines have worn out. Um, the question is, if the Puritans lived through what we saw with COVID, uh, what do you think their stance would have been? I think each one would have been different. Mm -hmm. no, no two Puritans agreed. There the, were no Covenanters. The Covenanters were completely different. I don't know if that's because they're Scottish, the kind of Celtic, but they're kind of a bit wild. <laughs> the Covenanters wouldn't have bought any any of it. No, and they didn't. Some of the Puritans would because they're kind of passive. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily all wrong, so no. It depends. This is a big subject here, so it depends on what they're asking them to do and what they're not asking them to do. For two and a half years, 
the, the battle, I, I've said it, the battle came to the church and the church folded. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. The church folded. Oh. There's just been a big conference in America in John MacArthur's church and it's full of guys from Britain that's there. They were fit to be fully vaxxed to get there. Now that's fine, that's a personal choice. I'm, I'm, I've, that, that's a personal choice. But don't... But, but don't stand and start talking about the Covenanters and the Puritans week in, week out and day in, day out and saying when they were there. It, it happened in their shift. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that will happen, and this is, this is what I think, and you know, whether you're a vaxxed or no vaxxed, that's, that's a totally personal thing, that's totally irrelevant. Mm -hmm. You know, that's personal choice and that's fine. No, it was never about whether you're or whether you're near, whether COVID existed or didn't it? I know some people that still believe that it didn't exist. I don't know where they live. They're, they're as crazy as they, they're as crazy as other ones to me. No, of course it exists. Of course it was a virus and it existed. They're not saying it didn't. Well, mm -hmm. I'm not saying it didn't exist. Uh, but some people were, are denying its existence. I don't, I don't think that's as crazy as the other end. You know, but, but for me, the... I think a lot of churches made a stance on love your neighbour. Get vaxxed. Uh, and that's backfiring. And it ought to backfire. And I believe many of them should come out and say, you know what, we got it wrong. We got it wrong. We, 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 we shot our church too quick. We bowed. When the truth came out that it was overreaching and it was overstretching, that it was predominantly lies and abuse that we were given. And, and no, I know even pastors that says this is the this is the vaccine you take because I this is the best vaccine. That's disgusting. Absolutely appalling. That's no and so people were people in churches were pressured. They were pressured to close and they were pressured into the thing. I know every I've, I've faced so much criticism, folk writing his letters saying, you know, you've got to consider you've got to consider the pastor had a difficult time. I do consider the pastor a difficult time, but we're two and a half year in. Mm -hmm. We're two and a half, three years in. There's no a difficult time now. You'd need to live in you'd need to live in the moon not to know what's going on now. You'd literally need to live in the moon to know to not see the truth of the abuse and the overreaching and everything all joined together. That's so so to me, a lot of them joined and were so glad that we're meeting again. I've not seen my brother in Christ mm. for two and a half years. Really? No, well, let's celebrate that. Let's let's look. Let's let's get honest and look intently and ask ourselves. You know, why am I still being silent here? Maybe I should put up my hand and say, you know what? I did buy into that. I bought into that lie. I bought into that abuse, and I bought into it for way too long. And and I know that people never. You know, listen. The unvaxed, the unvaxed, or the the anti-vax, whatever it is, whatever you want to call them, them who did not play the game were ostracised in society and still are to a certain extent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Totally ostracised in society. No, we're no, no, we're slowly but surely. No, we're no, we're no, we're no being proved right. Slowly but surely, we're being absolutely proved right, mm -hmm. and that that's how it is. But I think for the church, you know, no, the, the question is, what would the Puritans have done? I think it would have defended an individual Puritan. Mm. What he would have done, I think some Puritans were quite passive. Some Puritans were very proactive. They were all ejected when they get told they couldn't preach the gospel. Right. Mm -hmm. But here is where here is where the here is where the grey area was, which is for me no a grey area. They were when they, when they says you need to shut your church for health reasons, and, and people shut when they found out that that was no a health problem, that was no a life or death. Listen, we have saved. This church alone has saved the national health and government tens of, and I'll go on record to saying this, we have saved the national health and government tens and tens of thousands of pounds because we are predominantly unvaxxed in this church. Predominantly, not completely. So we've saved the government already tens of thousands of pounds. 
So we should be getting a tax rebate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that, and it's a big subject that you hijack everything. It's, but, but, but. So who who knows what the individual have done? But the issue, the issue is, it was the grey area. You know, they're not telling us we can't worship. They're telling us to close, but we can go online. We can do Zoom. We did it for twelve weeks. I believe now as we come out the other end, as you start to see the truthy things, as it starts to tumble, as Pfizer and even the, 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 the vaccine suppliers are saying it was not fit for purpose. Mm. They're all saying it. There's no, I know you don't hear this on the news. Of course you don't hear it on the news. You just hear stuff like Jimmy Carr saying nonsense and other people that's been bought. You know, telling you stuff on the news. But the, mm -hmm. the, the truth is, the Pfizer's come out, doctors have come out, people have come out saying it was not fit for purpose. But yet the church who supported it and says, love your neighbour, wear a mask. Predominantly none of them have said, you know what, I got it wrong. Uh -huh. And I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong. And I think uh, for me, I, I, would, I would have more respect for them if they come out and says, you know what, we got it wrong. Mm -hmm. Rather than being silent and hoping to then reinvent themselves again because they've made a howler for two and a half years. I'm glad of the side that we stood on predominantly in this church. Absolutely. Many of them are saying now, we wouldn't shot again. And we're like, oh, that's absolutely brilliant. We stand with you that you wouldn't shot again if you wouldn't shot again. Are you going to say you shouldn't have shot in the first place though? And predominantly they won't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do agree with personal choice, but when all the churches of, or they, we stand, my argument was always this. We preach the truth, we stand in truth, we know the truth, and it's the truth that sets us free. Mm -hmm. We know it's the truth of the word, but it's all truth. Yeah. The word of God leads you to all truth. Imagine you only know the truth about Jesus on the cross, and you don't know the truth about another single thing that's happening in your life. Would that be Christianity? No. Not for me. No. I know the truth about the gospel, but in everything else I'm a pathological liar. How can that be freedom <laughs> in Christ? Mm -hmm. So surely the word of God leads us to all truth and it'll lead you to all truth. It must lead you to the truth about that as well. And if it leads you to the truth about that and yet you're still saying nothing, then you're being passive. Mm -hmm. and, no, I, I think they should, many of them should admit. I don't mean hang their head in shame or they should be, I don't agree with people are calling for them and all that stuff. I just think they should put their hand up and say, I got it wrong. Mm -hmm. I got it wrong. There's massive lessons in this. So, so there's the massive issue and it is a massive issue about the COVID stuff and those who got it wrong. What are maybe some of the... But can I just say, mm -hmm. one of the reasons that the majority of them are pacifists is they've never been in a fight in their life. Mm. They've never been in a fight in their life. No, they, no, they've been raised in church their whole life. They've been raised in predominantly middle-class church their whole life. And they've been in a safe environment their whole life in their safe Presbyterian church, predominantly. And they've been in that safe environment their whole life. So they, they, they've no stomach, really, then, when it comes to battling, predominantly. And that's even guys that I would respect as scholars. Uh, I still respect them as scholars. Uh, I don't have the same level of respect for them when they should have been standing in this two and a half years ago, because mm -hmm. the battle came to their table. And I felt that as a young church and as a young reformed church, we were out on a limb. Mm. <laughs> And it was wonderful because then you met the people, I don't know if you know about the Great Frankfurt Declaration. It's something, I don't know if any of you know about that, the Great Frankfurt Declaration. Uh, often they bring out declarations of faith and what it is, and the Frankfurt Declaration uh, is about uh, the government, predominantly the government overreaching. Many churches involved in that, John MacArthur, 
that's an individual mind. thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim, Tim, Tim Stevens, James Coates. Uh, there's a great wee book by James Coates and uh, wrote by James Coates and Nathan Busquets. It's called uh, Church versus Government, mm -hmm. and it's all about the last two and a half years. You know, and again, it's a great wee book. It's and it's leading. It's these people that stood in truth over the past two and a half years to be there. I just feel as if the church knows. No, them who bowed, them who were silent, but them who claimed the truth are now reinventing themselves again. Mm -hmm. um, and I think before they reinvent themselves, they should maybe, I personally believe that they should at least say something mm -hmm. about when they were not reinventing themselves. Yep. Uh, that, that's how I see it. Absolutely. That's not what I'm preaching on a Sunday, but that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I see it. And some of these are more active behind the scenes about that stuff and continue to be. So mm -hmm. I don't have a problem asking someone, why did you do that? Absolutely. It's really, it's really, it's, it's a knock. Mm -hmm. So what, what is on the horizon then? Can I just say, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be a Christian that's afraid of that stuff. Can I just say that? Don't be a Christian that's afraid of that stuff. I know different people battle different stuffs. Some of these don't have a stomach for that stuff. You want to be glad that you're part of a church where people that are get a stomach for that stuff. Amen. You see if you're in a church where people have no got a stomach for that stuff, you could be led anywhere. Mm -hmm. One, and that, that's something we've learned in the five years he had reformed. Mm -hmm journey. One of the biggest shocks to me in the reform journey in five years was is standing and speaking truth, preaching truth, reading truth, quoting truth, knowing the history truth, does not necessarily equate to standing on it. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that. It can be two completely two different things altogether, which absolutely shocked me when we became reformed. I could not believe that standing in truth was not the same as them, as, as many of them sharing all their knowledge about the history of truth. I couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. That's <laughs> used to say to people, I, says, I thought you I thought you actually lived this, I didn't know you just had history lessons on it. And that's what it's like. Mm -hmm. You better move on here because this will keep me going all night. <laughs> I don't know if this is moving on, but what's on the horizon or what's maybe already here that people may buy into? Everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything. And then, and then regret Everything. it. Everything. Francis Schaeffer in his Christian Manifesto says this, and I quote it a lot. He says, the problem with Christianity, and indeed the world in the last 80 years, is we see things in bits and pieces rather than its totality. Mm -hmm. Meaning, we see things as individual. We think COVID had got nothing to do with Ukraine war. We think the Ukraine war's got nothing to do with the climate. It's no global warming anymore. Do you know what's that? Climate change. Climate, climate crisis, which is the new mm -hmm. God. Everyone's climate change. I'll tell you what's going to come very soon, probably this year. You're going to be classed as loving your neighbour. And I want to share this, actually. Mm -hmm. This is a good point. Thanks for bringing this up. You've not brought it up yet, but you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to share this. This is an important point here. And this is compromise again. See, to me, this, is, this very much lines up with what we spoke about this morning. This is changing everything because you, you think you're a moron. Right? So if you were here this morning, you know what I mean by that. So, everything, Francis Schaeffer says, the thing that the problem in the world is, is, is that they see things in, we see things in bits and pieces rather than totals. Listen, we as humans can see things in bits and pieces rather than totals. Mm -hmm. That's why we think every problem we have can be isolated and therefore we think we don't need to keep on dealing with stuff because we deal with something and we don't realise that when we switch off it's got a knock-on effect to other things. So, not everything's in totals. Mm -hmm. Well, what, what Schaefer says is, is that you know, things being in totals, he says nothing's disconnected. So, i.e. COVID, vaccines, 
vaccine mandates, vaccine status, furlough, uh, track and trace, mm. Ukraine, cost of living, cost of living crisis, global warming, BLM, LBGTQ, LBGTQ plus, gender identity. We think, why did they all happen at the same time? Why are they all coming at the same time? It's fast and furious, I think. You can hardly mm -hmm. keep them going. Mm -hmm. Because they're all connected. <laughs> they're all connected. What will happen now? We get, a, we get a, an email. We get an email four days ago. Five days ago? Whenever it was a few days mm -hmm. ago. And it was asking us, which you hear this? And I, I know what a lot of churches are doing. I know what a lot of people will do. I'm not born what the world does, but I care what the church does. Mm -hmm. And what, the, what, what they've asked us is, would you like to get funding? The government are going to give us a grant and fund us. Which you this? To bring people that need a heat in here for a heat. How about just going and paying their gas and electricity bill? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, now that sounds wonderful. That's great. We'll love the community. We'll bring people in. We'll give them a heat. So here's the thing is, and it's all to push the narrative. It's all to push, it's all to push the climate change narrative. It's all to push the cost of living crisis. So the government have actually got money to give to organisations. Basically, basically to plug their narrative mm -hmm. is really what it is. So that we can bring people in here and give them a heat and a cup of tea. I've not got a problem with bringing people in here and a cup of tea. I've got a problem with the government writing letters to us. Do you know what churches will do? This is brilliant. This is our new outreach ministry. Mm -hmm. And they'll not actually realise that they're getting played. So where does it go? Why is the government get money to bring? Why is the government get money to give us a funding to bring people who can't afford heating? <laughs> here to get a heat and a cup of tea. And do you know what I'll all be under? I'll be under the realm of love your neighbour. And then the next thing I'll get played, and this will be coming, I've seen it, I've seen it this week. Don't use your washing machine at half two in the afternoon, that's a bad time. And do and you know what's going to start happening? People are going to go, yeah, we need to take responsibility. I'm not drying my hair until half three in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I know you think that's insanity, but that's coming. And people will start calling you selfish. If you don't. People will start calling you selfish for leaving your room light on at half three. I don't know why you've got your room light on, it's still daylight. Look at this selfish person with their room light on. That's where it's going next. Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly where it'll go and next. It's defining good. Ah, and I'm sure churches will get energy saving light bulbs. Because mm -hmm. they'll want to be part of the they'll want to forerun the love your neighbour. Yeah. And it's all part of the it's the devil being the father of lies and the uh, Well it is, and see the thing is we're worshiping at the air. Mm -hmm. Climate change is worshiping the earth, save the planet, worship the earth. Does that mean we shouldn't be a good steward? No, exactly not. Well, listen, see if I see somebody flinging rubbish out of a car, I'm livid. <laughs> I'm livid when I see somebody flinging rubbish down or no being good to, no, no being, no being mm. wise. No, I don't think that's right. Sometimes if even I'm driving along the road and I see somebody's exhaust and it's blowing a gasket and I'm no care that, I think that's... <laughs> I just think that's disrespectful mm -hmm. to the, no. So we're not talking about abusing the planet, but we can't save it. No. Honestly, you can't save it. You know wash, then you're washing a half do, and ain't nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. And this, by the way, we, I know as we're listening to this, we're in agreement here. 
you know, I can't speak. I'd like to think so. I would like to think so, but there's a consensus because we hear this stuff on the radio, we see it in the news, and you have that common, oh, but you can't, you don't always have language for it. I, I think also as well as each individual in this church has got our own journey, our own battle, you know. I'm dealing with my own stuff, I'm dealing with my own sin, I'm dealing with this, and what's this got to do with this? Oh, what's this got to do with, what's this got to do with the word of God? It's, it's not got everything to do with the word of God, but we have to be wise stewards mm -hmm. and we have to stand in truth. And then when, when dictators or evil comes against us, we've got to be ready yeah. for that stuff. So, no, it's not it's no, it's no the thing. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly a thing. Sometimes we'll get... No, some, of the, the, some of the ignorance in church will be, well, that's got nothing to do with me. I'm just coming to church and singing my hymns and praying. So that's really wonderful. You, know, mm -hmm. and you think that's okay and that's what we do. We preach the word. But... We're using the word to stand in these things. It's yeah. an attack on the word. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that people don't think it's an attack on the word until it's too late. We don't think it's an attack on the word. But we never think it's an attack on the word when it's getting stole. The devil's no daft. He doesn't come and rip Bibles at your hand. <laughs> <laughs> masquerades as an angel of light. Masquerades as an angel of light, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it, it's, it's through time. And it just... Re, re, the, the, the bottom line is, if you... And this is the bottom line. The narrative, regardless of what, what angle it's coming from, it's actually saying that we're all our own wee gods. Mm -hmm. And we can just, by behaviour and doing stuff, we can... Yep. Be, like, we can be the saviours. We can be our own saviours. Mm -hmm. How amazing is it that you could save the planet for a mass pandemic by getting a vaccine? I mean, that's brilliant, especially if you're a horrible person 24-7, right? So that's mm -hmm. that. Uh, now, now you can save the planet and no turning on your washing machine at half two. It's easy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And the gospel becomes even more foolish mm -hmm. exactly. in the mix. Yeah. And I know as elders who our duty is to feed the flock, your duty is to feed the flock, we're so grateful in hindsight now that we stayed open for when we did. Yeah, there was that grey area at the start. But know, we're grateful I, I, for godly wisdom and we're grateful for courage. There has to be unction. Mm-hmm. There has to be unction. Where is the unction? Where is the where is the deep rooted? I know this no. I know this is no right. Yeah. Where, no. Where, where is that? Where is that piercing heart saying? Mm -hmm. I know this is going against what's true. <laughs> where is that? Is that missing in the church now? You like no? Or do we find another way to accept things? Mm -hmm. Well, if if that's brought us a reflection of. <coughs> Maybe where, you know, there's growth to be done in, in the Reformed Church. I'll, I'll just seem as dead critical. Where's, where's the love and have compassion? And it's no, no having compassion. Well, there were some guys speaking at the, 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 the Puritan conference who we wouldn't agree with. I don't even think John MacArthur would agree with, but they were still there. And you've just got to, this is no, no about loving your brothers and sisters in mm -hmm. Christ. You've just got a different, a different stance on it. Yeah. No, everything's acceptance. No. <laughs> if everything's acceptance, you just put away anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've had that conversation often with people who are oh, everything's got to be See, the thing is, what, what, what many is stood on is lies and abuse. We were classed as conspiracy theorists for two and a half years. No, we're no conspiracy theories. No, like, you were right. Mm -hmm. No, when I mentioned the washing machine thing, you're going, no, you're going too far here. <laughs> Why, and that's the, the disconnection, why that men of God who preach the word 
and are right in the word, but then they say something about what's wrong in the world. Why are they suddenly wrong about that thing in the world? There seems to be a disconnection. People go, you say, well, you, you're great with the word, but why there do you is, know that? Listen, it's a difficult navigation mm -hmm. because there is an element that we have to submit to governments. Okay? But it's a Romans 13 issue for me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Romans 13 says that the government's role... We have... You have not appointed the government. Okay? God did not put Liz Truss in <coughs> charge. Okay, just in case you're wondering there. God is not the one who put Nicola Sturgeon there. God doesn't ordain the person. He ordains the office. Mm. We pick the person. <laughs> it's the fallen man that picks the person. It's, it's our own what minds that ends up picking the wrong person. <coughs> you know, he, he ordains the office and the office of the government is to do good and punish evil. Yeah. So therefore... Them who were getting sent to prison and them who were getting sent to prison for shutting churches or different things or what will happen in the future. Mm. You would have to say that the government was doing the will of God because they were doing good and punishing evil. So Asher, we need to ask the question, do you think James Coates was evil for getting jailed? No. Do you think John MacArthur was evil for opening his church and he's got to get punished? No. So the, the, the whole submitting to government thing, mm -hmm. it's a Romans 13 issue. Yep. No. We submit to, the, we submit to the, 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 the government as far as, and we pray for them as we do, we submit to them as far as that office. Mm -hmm. No. But no one they're forcing things that's contrary Absolutely. to our values as Christians. And the battle then became the Christians who didn't believe it was. No, they're not telling us we can't preach the gospel, they're just telling us we can't meet. And then it becomes a grey area. You, you think, what, what, what's it going to take? Uh -huh. <laughs> we should obey God rather than men, like it says in Acts 5.25. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We'll maybe moving on slightly tonight, and it's, it's, it's good to remind ourselves, especially if it's on the horizon again with that stuff, it's never far away. No, it won't be far. Every no. winter is going to come, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're grateful for the, the discernment. And, and, and listen, wherever you stand in that and wherever your battle is with that, mm -hmm. it's your job as pastors and elders to, to care for you and to understand that if you're struggling with that stuff. We're not here. We're just saying that this, is a, this is an interview. It's a different thing. But mm -hmm. there's also got to be pastoral care as people struggle with that stuff. They can be forced. I was talking to a couple today and I says, you know, I was never in the position that if I don't get fully vaccinated, I'll lose my job. Mm. Some people were. And you have to think that's no easy. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, to move on tonight, um, we mentioned this morning, uh, it's coming up to the 505th anniversary of the Reformation, the Reformation and the fifth anniversary of our own Reformation. Um, and there's a lot of things that we put in place, a lot of learning we've done. What are maybe some of the things that haven't worked or that we would do differently? now. Uh, well, that, that's a good point. I think some things have not worked. I don't think it was a case that we, it's not so much they've no worked. Mm -hmm. I think that's the wrong kind of language, they've no worked. Mm -hmm. no, all things work together for good, <laughs> so they've worked. But, but they've, they're maybe no now beneficial. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think one of the things and one of the predominant things here is, uh, and this is his own reflection, we are, we are in First Corinthians, let's just give that as an example, we are in First Corinthians as a church, okay? On mm -hmm. a Sunday night twice a month, we do the book of James. We're not in the book of James. 
We're not in the book of James. So that's actually no fear in the guys that's preaching the book of James. Because I don't think that it, it, it gets anywhere near the same amount. Because you know, and, and often what happens is it's almost a distraction. That's just what we found. Mm -hmm. You know, we just go, we'll preach another book and that's okay. You know, when Calvin was preaching a book, he would, you know, he would do New Testament, Old Testament, he'd just keep preaching books. But we have to understand where we're at as a congregation. So, for instance, we're not a church that's in First Corinthians. We're a church that's entrenched in First Corinthians, aren't we? <laughs> aren't we? Really? I'm, I'm a, I'm a, we're absolutely entrenched in First Corinthians. We're living and breathing every moment. First Corinthians Monday. Oh, First Cor you can't get away from it. It's killing us. In the best possible way, Bruce, my brother Bruce said to me, I think it was about two weeks ago, and it was just a non-filter thing. He says, see, since this started, he says, it's killing me. <laughs> it's just me and Elizabeth, it's, 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 it's killing me. It's been brutal for me. No, and so, so, so to step away from that, know that it's, but this is learning, to step away from that and then a couple of Sunday nights, we're, uh, we're in, well, we're going through the book of James again. It's no working. It's no worked. Uh, it's not that it's no worked. It's just, it's, it's no being most beneficial, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. I believe it's no fair to the book of James, to be honest with you, and no fair to the guys that's been doing it. So as we were reflecting there, like, that's stuff that we maybe need to watch. So for us, we're in First Corinthians, so everything we do, we don't want to detract from that. Mm -hmm. Because no, I, I don't know about yous, I'm, I'm talking for me, I'm learning the same as yous. I come to church on a Sunday morning, which is the game day. That's the main event, and it? This, mm -hmm. is, this, is, this is different. Sunday morning is weighty, mm -hmm. it? it's everything. I mean, you need to go for a lie down sometimes, don't you? <laughs> you know, I mean, you just like, I need to go for a lie down here. I'm, 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 I'm not quite got that here. And then you come on a Sunday night, and it's almost like Sunday nights. And, and, and it's not a day we ain't speaking, it's just, it's a poorer version of Sunday morning. And it's almost like, I don't want to, it's almost, it's almost giving you a wee bit of opportunity to forget a wee bit about Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. You don't want to forget about Sunday morning. I'm trying to keep it alive. Yeah. I, I don't want Sunday, and, and that's not because I'm preaching, that's because I believe that's where we have been led to as a church. Mm -hmm. yeah. See when we were in the Gospel of John, just saturated in the Gospel of John. Mm -hmm. We're in we're in First Corinthians. We're saturated in First Corinthians. So as we met with the elders, I spoke to them last week, and I says, "We need to change this." I, I believe, and we prayed about it. No, I'd been praying and seeing God, and I was like, "This isn't working." I says because we're and, and and all this is predominantly based on what's best for the congregation. It's not best for us. It's what's best for the congregation, and I believe it would have been, it benefits the congregation if we weren't in another book. Mm -hmm. Personally, it benefits the that doesn't mean see you can't be in one yourself, but it benefits the congregation. I know that women are going through beatitudes. I don't believe that's a distraction. It's a separate thing. Mm -hmm. So, what, what, having spoke about that, I think we have to be we're learning to be about what, what does the congregation need. You've got to remember some of the things we've done, and we've tried to no do them. Like we never brought communion in too quick when we became reformed because we wanted to teach it, educate it, and understand it. No, I think communion's a wonderful thing that we do in this church. Mm -hmm. I think we do it well. I think we present the, 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 the table well. I think we understand communion. We understand the weight of communion. We didn't just go, oh, that's what churches do, let's fire it in right away. Mm -hmm. We had to understand it and before we'd done it. And I think that's right, because we're educating. It's the exact same with our prayer meetings. We're not just praying, we're teaching people how to pray. Yeah. That's what's changing my prayer life. My prayer life's no change because I pray more. My prayer life's changing more because I'm more convicted that I should pray more. It's not the same. 
You know, it's not like I pray more. I do pray more. But my prayers are different. And they're different because of the teaching on prayer and not just prayer. So that's very deliberate what we do. Yeah? And then often on Sunday night, it's like, all right, we'll do that. And it's not the same. So we, we sat down and we says, no, we've got to have to change this. Uh, so, so what we've decided, and listen, this will change in time. Once a month, we'll have this, like an interview. Just avoid the government stuff and we'll be all right. <laughs> uh, uh, hijacking us. You know, I mean, talk about that later. Right, so the, the, we've got that. We don't really talk about it, no fairness. We've, we don't talk about it much now, so mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. Uh, so we've got this once a month, an interview with myself. Okay, it's not a Q&A. We call it a Q&A. Anybody ask any questions? So it's not a Q&A, it's an interview. <laughs> if you've got any questions, ask them, but let's not call it an, a Q&A because it's not, it's an interview. So we'll have that one. And then once a month on a Sunday night, we're going to do an overcap once a month. And this is, this is the stuff, this is the thing that I'm really excited about. There is no pressure in MD to do this. See, the minute I say we're going to get some people up to say something, <laughs> the, the, honestly, the whole world falls apart in people's life. Doesn't it? Oh, no, you're not going to get us up. No, 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 no. There is no, there'll never be any pressure on people to publicly speak in this church. Mm -hmm. Never any pressure. It's, 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 it's wrong. Or publicly pray. Or publicly pray. That's mm -hmm. terrifying for people. You know, uh, so we're never going to force people into that. So, but what we're going to do once a month is, is that we're going to get a few people, let them know, and then on Sunday evening like this, we're going to do a recap. So, say we've been in First Corinthians for a month, we were in, be of the same mind. Mm -hmm. Now, now we're in the next bit. The, the what man's wisdom detracts from the cross. What? That, I never understood the word you said. Man's yeah. wisdom takes away from the power of the cross. It was nearly right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's that, so, 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 man's wisdom weakens the cross, mm -hmm. yeah. So, Say we're in that for four or five weeks. So what we would want to do is, is then just give a wee recap. We want to keep it alive. Mm -hmm. And, and no be distracted. I don't know about you. I, see, see, after a prayer meeting, I need that message kept alive. The more that message is kept alive, the better it is for me. Mm -hmm. And if we've got hundreds of wee things that we're trying to spin plates to keep things alive, it, it doesn't keep things alive as much. So what we're going to do on the Sunday night is once a month, so we'll have this once a month, We'll have the Corinthians once a month where we'll share and recap. Then we'll give people an opportunity. Would you like to come and share for five minutes? I think this is so encouraging for the body. What a Sunday night. Would you like to come and share what you've been learning, what you thought, even capturing a thought? We can help people with that. And if people don't want it, that's absolutely fine. Maybe some of the elders will do it, but, but we want to throw that open. One of the things I think is important uh, that I think that's, I've been thinking about a lot is, is we don't want just... Uh, what would be the word be? Uh, we, we don't want just impartation. There has to be an element you feel as if you're participating. Mm -hmm. Yeah? And I'll mention some about the women just briefly on that uh, in a minute. We're, we're, so we want to give people a chance to go, right, so what have you been learning in First Corinthians? And what have you been challenged with? Or what's that? And people can come up and can have a couple of minutes and share stuff just to encourage the congregation so that they're not alone. So that's something that we're going to do as well as do a recap on a Sunday night about where we've been for a month to just keep it fresh, keep it alive. That'll be one. Mm -hmm. The other two, rather than have a distraction, we do stuff. One of the things that we've been doing is, and it's, it's just not been meant that we do in the prayer meeting where I share, I share, a, I share prominently a, a Puritan book. Uh, I, I, not even a book, just some of a book. And then my teaching comes for that one prayer. Mm -hmm. 
We'll do that another two, twice in the month where somebody, one of the elders will come and they'll just share some that they've been reading and studying and then bring a teaching for it. And what it does is it just keeps everything a bit fresher mm -hmm. uh, in that moment. And so that we're, because we're not in the Book of James as a church. We're in First Corinthians as a church. Mm -hmm. And I want that to be saturated in our minds all the time. You know, it's, that's, that's, that's the main event. So you want to keep the main thing the main thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what we're thinking about. And I think as we were speaking about that, um, it's very exciting because you well, know it's, it's needed. It, but listen, you're thinking about what, what people need. Mm -hmm. Listen, we've, go, we've to make disciples. You know, and if I had to ask you the question, where, you know, and it's nothing to, uh, about the book of James on a Sunday night, you're going, ah, yeah. you, you wouldn't say that's what I'm in and I've learned a lot about the book because it's too bitty. Mm -hmm. It's just too bitty. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we've definitely learned. Absolutely, absolutely. And they kind of structure that. So if you have the, there'll be a, at the very start of the month, there'll be a kind of standalone thing. And there'll still be have, one Sunday mm -hmm. where we're just yeah. to fellowship together and spend time together and the prayer meetings will continue. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I think the difference is, as he's a reformed church, we're not doing that to try and be more creative. That's the difference. See, in the pragmatic church, they'll keep on creating stuff to be more creative so that they can try and become less like, morons in the world. <laughs> that, that's not our goal. Our goal is, is to equip saints. Mm -hmm. So it's what's best for the people. Yeah. You mentioned there about something about the women. The Aye, so, so one of the things I was speaking about, no, the Beatitudes is coming to a, a close. So the next thing that, no, and, and Vicky had take the women through this. We're not going to announce it or anything here at the moment. Is, is, is probably get through a book. No, 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 a book of the Bible, but a book, mm. and do a chapter a month, and then at the end of that chapter, the woman can get to write a blog or something about how it's effective, and that will get to all the rest of the women, so that they're so that they're not just coming to listen, but they're involved. Yeah, there's a real fellowship. A fellowship there. So, for instance, you know, and you'll get time, and that you can get help and support with that. No, you know, we're not asking you to write a we're not asking you to write a pure paper. No, we're just saying, maybe you want to just share your thought, what you've learned for that, if it was the Beatitude, you would share some, put your name at the bottom of it, that would go, and then that would go to all the women, mm -hmm. so it can help, and what it's doing is it's bringing these all together, so that it's not just one person, so, real community. Absolutely, it's being of the same mind, isn't it? Be of the same mind, so, mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. Absolutely, what, what about next, we've got one kind of Sunday before the, the one Sunday, Next week we're planning maybe sharing some of the... It's the Reformation oh, month. Yeah, so month. Next, month, next week is Reformation. It's coming up to the Reformation. That's the 31st. But, uh, so next week we're going to share... Uh, uh, we were in Switzerland months ago and we never got to share about the Swiss Reformation. So mm. uh, we're going to share next week about first Luther, just briefly on Luther, but then predominantly into the Swiss Reformation and Zwingli and mm -hmm. Calvin and the Ocalamptius and... Even 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 the even the early early Anabaptists wow. and share about them and share about the, the forming of the mm -hmm. the Reformation and what happened in the Reformation in Switzerland, which is astounding. First starting in Germany and then going on that way, seeing as we're there and just drawn for these amazing mm -hmm. I think that'll be so, aye, so, be so, so many I'm excited about that. Aye, but seeing as it's in the Reformation and I know mm -hmm. the kids are doing a Reformation time at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think the youth are going to do something at one point. It's mm -hmm. great. So. Was it the, the kids are not having a Halloween party? Was it you that a said A reformation party. They're having a reformation party. Why teach that Satan's bad all year and then one night of the year celebrate demons? It, it was not me, but I like it. 
So I think that's great what they're doing there. Um, there are a few, few questions. There's one I want to kind of close with tonight. But just thinking about, again, our own reformation. At the start, when we were forging things, we were very, we had to be very strict. We had to leave things like worship just changed, boom, in an instant. Health women being off platform. Women and no women were nowhere near the platform instantly. Recently, we had Vicky come up and give a report. So what, what was the kind of change in thinking? It's not a, mm -hmm. there's not a usurping uh, yeah, of authority I know, I here. I think the thing is, listen, we're, we're no legalistic. Mm -hmm. Like, so legalistic, you know what I mean? You can become so legalistic, you know what I mean? So, uh, for me, Vicky, when Vicky came up to speak, Vicky wasn't preaching, nor was she teaching. Mm -hmm. oh, and, uh, uh, we could maybe argue about, no, a woman should be silent. No, that, that's a... We could maybe argue about that. So, we we've spoke about we've spoke about that, and and the right setting with the right covering, mm -hmm. and the right spirit with the right understanding. No, we thought that was okay with the right. No, providing it doesn't become uh, a teaching or a preaching mm -hmm. or a correction in any way. It was just somebody sharing on a Sunday night, no, on a Sunday morning. Somebody sharing on a Sunday night. <laughs> Uh, a report for how the women's getting on. Yeah. No, and I think that's absolutely fine. No, people would maybe contest that because it's in the midst of the assembly and it was in the body. But uh, there was no teaching, there was no correction. Mm -hmm. uh, it was basically just a report, and we'd prayed about that. No, I, I would also as well see if there were somebody who would oh, no, the Bible says that I don't agree with that or I'd do that. I'd we'd happily debate that and mm -hmm. speak about that and take that on board and look at that. I'm sure some people would be. Nose keen in that. Let mm -hmm. me just say this. This isn't a compromise. See if that was a Sunday night and we'd loads of visitors or loads of ministers here. Just see if we're talking to like there were loads of ministers here. We wouldn't go like This is what we do every Sunday. We'd go like We wouldn't explain the motive and what we're doing there and they're not in the spirit of that. So we wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It's no compromise. You would just need to. But, but within a congregation setting and within a, a church family setting, we think that's. Mm -hmm. We think that's okay. And we think it edified the body. Yeah. We thought it was I good. Think it was a massive we, we thought it was good. Yeah. I actually thought Vicky was outstanding, to be quite mm -hmm. honest with you. I thought she was outstanding and humble and very present and very uh, honouring the, the cover. Mm -hmm. And I think that's I think that was absolutely fine. Absolutely, absolutely. Is there maybe you, you mentioned the word legalistic, we don't want to be legalistic about things. Is there maybe things that people who stand in the word the Reformed Church where they they're missing things because there's an element of legalism there, or maybe, maybe, <laughs> or is there, or is there areas where they've maybe not gone far enough, like the child baptism? Well, child baptism, no, child baptism should not. I, I, I cannot comprehend why child baptism is something that Presbyterians do. I can't comprehend it. There is nothing in the Bible that says we should baptize children. Pedo Baptist, credo Baptist. We'd be credo-baptists, they'd be pedo-baptists, meaning they baptise children. The reason baptism for children happened in the... For go, see if you go to 1 Corinthians, here's a great, see if you want to go to why you don't baptise children. 1, 1 Corinthians 1, 17, we've just left it. <laughs> at, at 16, 17, Paul says a baptised Crispus, uh -huh. a baptised Caius, uh, and then he says, and Stephanus reminds him, no, it says, are oh, you baptised me in my household? Oh, yes, and I baptised Stephanus in the household. Right, so 
He didn't baptise Caius' household, he didn't baptise Crispus' household, he baptised people in Stephanus' household, and you can see because of the detail of the three things that set, keeps them separate. It doesn't mean to say that he baptised the Holy Christmas family. If he baptised the Holy Christmas household, it would have been wrote in that, that format. He would have said household. He would have said household, but he didn't mm -hmm. say household there. He just said household of Stephanus, meaning that there were people in Stephanus' house that was believers. Mm -hmm. So, going back to, through, through, through the history, you know, they didn't baptise children in, in, in the first century, second century, and then it came in, and then it crept in, and then it kind of left again. Why, it why has it stayed? John Calvin. John Calvin, yes, my hero of the faith, he got it wrong. John Calvin is the predominant proponent of child baptism. Because what happened was, in the 16th century, it was very cultural. Let me see, see, see if you have a child, I don't know who's the youngest in this church at the moment, who's the youngest? Sure, Phoebe. Phoebe. Phoebe's the youngest at the moment, okay? Uh, the next youngest is Joshua. Okay, so Joshua, Who's Phoebe, that a great hallelujah. Was that, I haven't said hallelujah. <laughs> I know he's all laughed today, but I didn't know what you're laughing at. <laughs> uh, Vanessa was delighted. Oh. Absolutely Matthew delighted. Thought she actually. Dad. What, what you don't know is what you don't know is, is Vanessa's been training him in private lab when you've been trying to for it. And and he nailed it the day. <laughs> and Vanessa was. I'm only kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Listen, I've got a great book, uh, incidentally, it's, it's called Children in the Early Church, and how they taught children in the early church. Mm. An interesting book for any of you. I, I can't remember much about it. It's, it's all about how they taught children in the early church. Some, I think, some that you would probably, the, the kids' ministry, and Vanessa and you guys would probably enjoy it, working with kids. It's a great book. Mm. Um, I'll get it to you at some point. I'll sell you it. Hi, Spider. Uh, but anyway, what happened with Calvin is in the 16th century, it was cultural. So basically, if a child didn't get baptised when it was born, it was no classed as a legal citizen of the community. Wow. So basically, it was an illegitimate child. Do you understand? So here's the challenge. So you actually understand the battle there. So when children were born, to say, so what happened is, is and you'll hear me saying this next week when we get into the, the Swiss Reformation, eh, guys like Felix Manns, who was the early, early eh, Anabaptist, they, they say you're not baptising children. And, and so they, they get hung, they get drowned, and they get drowned in the sea. They get drowned in the river in Zurich uh, for saying you're no baptising children. Because to say you're no baptising children is basically say your child's an alien and no part of society. That's what it meant. So Calvin then says, look, this is an absolute no-go. No, it's, no this, this cannot harm. No, no be because he was that part, that tiny part, they're nobody perfect, didn't they know? Mm -hmm. They're that tiny part of Calvin's life where he was still embracing culture. And Geneva was that haven, wasn't And it? Geneva was the haven, so he mm -hmm. totally embraced culture. So what he says is, no, 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 they're going to be, every child Every child will be baptised because they're no legal if they're no baptised. It's not like birth certificates, like, mm -hmm. this makes you legal. And that's why they baptised. Now, what, Luther was a wee bit, he, he ended up going with it, and so did Zwingli, and they all went with it, and here we are. The Presbyterian Church today is still at it. Um, but but, but what, what happened, what they should have done is, I believe, is they should have said, this is a cultural thing, not a biblical thing. Mm -hmm. This is a cultural thing, not a biblical thing. And if it's a cultural thing and not a biblical thing, they should have educated the people away from it. Uh -huh. 
They maybe couldn't have done it right away, but they should have educated the people away from it. Uh, the, 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 probably the issue with the Anabaptists at that time, they just went like that, <coughs> which was probably too severe. Considering people hadn't had the education, so it should have been educated out uh -huh. of church. Mm -hmm. Whereas the, the, the Anabaptists hammered it right out of church. Mm -hmm. oh. And they were pastors, by the way, just to let you know. We talk about what they have submitted. Anabaptists were ultimate pacifists. Anabaptists would have not fought with the government or anything like uh that. -huh. Anabaptists would not have. It's still in their kind of way, well, it's later on, the Westminster Confession, there's a bit about. That we probably wouldn't... No, the Baptist Confession mm -hmm. of Faith is a wee bit more challenging mm -hmm. to the governments, whereas the Westminster Confession of Faith is much more submissive in a yeah. sense. So yeah. that's that's how child baptism's there. Wow. So John Calvin <laughs> was the was the stalwart of maintaining mm -hmm. that. No man's and he was ever. wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was wrong. There yeah, you go. Well, just conscious of time tonight, the guys and the kids, but just, just to finish, we were talking, um, I was getting, we were all getting quite excited about it, to be honest with you. Christmas, we brought up the question about Christmas before, I think we jumped, I jumped the gun a bit with that one, but we were talking about Christmas and what we're planning for Christmas in terms of kind of more evangelistic side. Mm -hmm. and so you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Can you? I could. So on, <laughs> just throw it right back at him. So, it, right, no, this, rubbish too. Humming horn, yeah. No, well, this spit it out. This year, Christmas Day is. You probably know Christmas Day is on a Sunday. Christmas Day is on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. But we'll still have our Christmas Eve on. Christmas Eve. We'll still have the Christmas Eve on the Saturday night. <laughs> Christmas Eve is on Christmas Eve this year. <laughs> And, on, and, and Christmas Day is on Christmas Day, well, which right. is a Sunday. Which is a Sunday. And you cannot not have church on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. So we will have a Sunday morning mass service, short service. Mm -hmm. Also, as well as, we'll also going to be for people that don't drive or, is, no, or that stuff. Taxis we're going to, will be we're a going fortune. To provide a mm -hmm. fortune. We're going to provide transport to bring yeah. people. It'll be an hour service on Christmas morning yeah. at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. So you can get away to your family that you don't like. <laughs> and we'll still have a service on the Christmas Eve. We'll have carols. Folk will ask, can you have the service for three to nine? Because mm. I'm looking for an excuse not to go. <laughs> I was trying to work that one in myself, but um... in fact, can we just have it for a week? <laughs> I seen. I'm no joking when I say this. I'm no kidding. I seen a Christmas tree yesterday, and it wasn't a Halloween decoration that you see Fussy's decorated like. Adam's family for a month, oh, right? Yeah. I don't mean that. I actually seen a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. That's frightening. It is. Anyway, so Christmas Eve service we'll have, which will be our carols. Well, carols and all will be wonderful. Christmas morning there'll be a one hour mass. I think that'll be beautiful. Yeah. I want to be in church and yeah. why would you not want to be in church on Christmas Day if it's Sunday? If it's the Lord's Day. How That's amazing is that? It's not just the Lord's Day, it's it's it's, it's Christ's birthday. Mm. That's I, that, wonderful. So we've got that, and then the week before, because mm -hmm. we're talking, we used to do stuff in the community, and we're, we're we're going to do some different things. We'll still bless the community where we can, and what an opportunity at Christmas to, you know, uh, goodwill to all mankind. Mm -hmm. So there'll be that, but we're going to do something that we used to do. Part and then they were very worldly, but we are going to have a production, like a production 
on in here. We're brilliant at this stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be a gospel message. It's going to be a message. Um, and, and what we're kind of thinking is, by the way, this is hot off the press here, right? So we're, you're just hearing it the now. We're, mm -hmm. we're still to work it out. Yes. Is it you that's explaining this? No, you're that's explaining That's how I get emails. <laughs> well, give somebody else a show. <laughs> it's interview with Pastor Mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Callum always says. Callum always says, it's interview with Pastor Mark. And then he usually says he's a dear. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's then not very gracious, the next line. <laughs> but it's true. So, if any's have read, uh, if any's have read the book, uh, A Week in the Life of Corinth, has any's read A Week in the Life of Corinth? Great book, okay. So it's a week in a, it talks all about Corinth and Paul, but it, it's almost looking, and you don't want to get off the gospel, you don't want to go off the Christmas message, but it's almost looking at it for your perspective. Okay? So that's what the production's going to be about. So it's going to be about the life of Christ. It's going to be about the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. Unto us a child is born. We've no photo of the name yet. And there'll be a whole production with a song and stuff telling the gospel message. So there'll be people that need the gospel. There'll be people that's denying the gospel in it. Mm -hmm. There'll be people that don't know they need the gospel that Jesus is going to be born. There are going to be sinners in it who's desperate for a saviour. And we're going to do a whole production. And it's going to be by invite. Invite. We're not putting out. It's by invite. You've got to get wee tickets printed if you want wee tickets. free. Mm -hmm. All the kids that come will get a gift. No off Santa. They'll get a gift. Right? They'll get a gift. No off Santa though. Uh, they'll get a gift. And uh, everybody that comes will get that. And it'll be on the Sunday evening. Pre and the week previous to Christmas Day. The week previous to Christmas Day, mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to work on it. And I think it will be phenomenal. And it's yeah. a good, and it's a it's a great event. But, but we we've omitted these events for five years. Mm -hmm. Again, we talked about mission at the start. This is mission. This is mission. Mm -hmm. This is evangelism, but it's no evangelism that's becoming. Um, we're not trying to. We're not just trying to become just culturally relevant. No, if I want to become just culturally relevant, we do Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> we bring kids in and then we sneak Jesus in the back door. We're not going to do that. This is going to be a gospel message from start to finish. But it's going to be creative. It's going to be creative. It's going to have a Christmas theme, obviously. And then we bring people in. So that's a brilliant thing to get. We'll have some media done for it. Mm -hmm. It'll be a phenomenal thing. So to even to bring all your family to it, it'd be a great thing. You go, I was going to invite my daughter. I was going to invite that. There's still that thing there. It would be a great thing to bring them to that's no just, that's no a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. No. So we're no flinging that stuff away. We're no ashamed of the gospel. We're going to talk about the gospel, but we're going to do it in a way that's, 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 uh, it's not to make us not look like morons, as I was saying this morning, no. it's not that. But it's just to, to bring that theme and you know, have a wee bit gimmick, if you like, that brings people in. Mm -hmm. Especially at Christmas. People Especially at Christmas. Mm -hmm. people, will turn up, people will go in at Christmas and spend a fortune to go to stuff at Christmas. They will, and they'll put in any old junk for people to go. So that's what we're going to do. And it'll maybe last about 45, 50 minutes. No, a whole mm -hmm. production. And the kids will be involved in it. Costume will be involved in it. Mm -hmm. People will be involved behind the scenes in it. Get the whole, get us all involved in it. Get us all involved in inviting. <coughs> so it's like the big productions we used to do were phenomenal. They said we're absolutely, unashamedly, no ashamed of the gospel. Amen. When we bring it, but I'll have that same level of creativity and excellence that goes with it. So mm -hmm. that's what we're going to do. So uh, and a rehearsal start on Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> if anyone's wanting to be involved, no, seriously, if anyone's wanting to be involved, you can be involved in it. There'll be props, stage, Absolutely. all the stuff that they do. Something really to look forward to, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think as we're talking about Sunday nights and what's changing, and we're talking about that, outreach changing the fact that we've, we stayed away from that and now we're going back into it. I, think, I love the fact that nothing, nothing in this church, God forbid, is tick box. Everything's been thought about. Everything has been considered, prayerfully considered. Yeah, alongside the word, but so much of that comes from our pastor. The conversations we have as elders with our pastor and his heart. And we, I just honour you for that. We honour you for that. And we're excited about where we're going, where God yeah, is taking us. We're in Corinthians. We certainly are. And that's been amazing, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing so far. And I'm so excited about this whole chapter two that's going to really challenge us in the next... Challenge in the best... I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting worse or better. I, ju I just find myself being challenged in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I want to become more like Jesus. Who doesn't want to become more like Jesus? Who doesn't want to imitate Paul as he imitates Christ? So it's all good. I think the wonderful thing is we're in this book and we'll close saying this, if that's all right, you're yes. leaving us. Is that uh, we keep on hitting the things that we need. I was talking to one of your congregation yesterday about a subject and really we were able to bring in the message of Corinthians and all that, it's just exactly what I needed at that mm. point for my life, isn't it amazing for the areas of our life that we need most challenged God's really pressing it right into every area of our life so. Thank you for joining us for our podcast here at Hope United Church if you'd like to get in touch or for any more information please visit www.hopeunited.org.uk